0: CHAPTER Twenty Seven OF A WOMAN OF THE WORLD, HER COUNSEL TO OTHER PEOPLE'S SONS AND DAUGHTERS. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY LARRY WILSON. A WOMAN OF THE WORLD, HER COUNSEL TO OTHER PEOPLE'S SONS AND DAUGHTERS. BY ELLA WHEELER WILCOX to a young man ambitious for literary honors. Your achievements in college, where you distinguish yourselves in rhetoric and literature, would justify you in thinking seriously of a career as an author. And the fact that your father wishes you to take charge of his brokerage business and to relinquish your literary aspirations should not deter you from carrying out your ambitions. From your mother, you inherit a mind and temperament which wholly unfit you for the pursuits your father follows and enjoys you are no more suited to make a successful broker than he is fitted to write an iliad try to make him understand this and try to convince him that to yield to his wishes in this matter means the sacrifice of your tastes the waste of your talents and the destruction of your happiness if he cannot be convinced by your consistent and respectful arguments then you must quietly but firmly refuse to accept a career distasteful to you no parent has a right to drive a child into so undesirable a path for life as this would prove to one of your nature your father would think the horticulturist insane who took a delicate fern and planted it in arid soil on a hilltop far from shade and expected it to thrive and bear blossoms like the cactus yet this would be no more unreasonable than to expect a son of your temperament and inclinations to be happy and successful in wall street it is a curious study to watch parents and to observe their utter lack of knowledge regarding a child's nature and capabilities and to find them not only ignorant in those important matters but unwilling to be enlightened you say it makes your father angry to have any one refer to your literary talents i remember when your father bred race-horses and how proud he was that a two-year-old colt showed traits and points noticeably like its high-priced dam he chose for your mother a woman of rare mind and of poetic taste and why should he not be proud and glad that his son resembles her when will fathers learn that sons are more frequently like their mothers and daughters like their fathers than otherwise the temporary dissatisfaction of your father is not so sad to contemplate as your own lifelong disappointment if you accede to his wishes in this matter each individual has a right to choose his own career in life so long as that career is respectable and bodes no evil to humanity if as your father threatens he refuses to give you support while you are exploring the field of literature you should feel grateful to him for his unintentional incentive to success. I do not agree with those who consider the necessity to earn money a misfortune to genius. I believe the greatest works of art given to the world have been brought to light through necessity. The artistic temperament is almost invariably combined with a propensity to dream and to float upon the clouds of imagination the ranks of wealth and comfort are full of talented and accomplished people who never are but always to be great one great man in a score may have been reared in affluence but i doubt if the statistics would show so large a percentage there are many hills which contain valuable ore but if the owner sits in ease upon these elevations and gazes at the sunsets he does not find the ore if he is a poor man and takes his pick and digs he finds his fortune at first he may cast out only loose earth and stones but by this very necessity to find valuables he continues to search until the ore is reached were you to remain at home and enjoy all the benefits of your father's wealth i doubt if you would have the persistence to dig down into the mine you possess within you you would sit on the hilltop and dream if you are forced to write to live you may cast upon some rubbish from the surface yet by the continual digging you will reveal all that lies below regarding the style you speak of adopting let your feeling come first your style of expressing that feeling second say nothing merely to exhibit your style and hold back some strong feelings until you can give them the best expression. As to the methods of getting your work before the public and the influence you need, I can only assure you that unless you write with purpose and power and passionate enjoyment of your art, forgetful of all things save your desire to express yourself, no influence on earth can do more than give you a page in a magazine, or a column in a newspaper for an occasion or two and if you do write under those conditions you will need no influence for it is just such writing the world wants and the editors and publishers will be forced to read you whether they are inclined to or not christopher columbus found his continent because he was so determined so persistent so certain that unknown lands awaited him it made no difference who told him that all the earth had been discovered and that he would never be able to succeed in his wild adventure his purpose was too strong to be influenced by the doubts of others it has always seemed to me that god would have made a continent to reward such a search had it not already existed unless you set forth on the sea of literature with the spirit of a columbus in your soul you may as well give up the idea of finding the port of glory if you do set forth with that spirit, you need ask no mortal influence. God is the only influence genius needs. Perseverance, the only method. To find the way to success alone is the test of talent. Some influential author might give you the entree once to a magazine, but editors and publishers are men of purely business instincts, and they will not accept work on the recommendation of any third party which they think their public will not like their constant effort is to find what the public does like and the unknown author has an equal advantage with the genius if he sends such material an author once told me that he trapped twenty manuscripts and sent them out to editors and all came back unread as his trap proved since he sent them forth with such doubts in his mind it is no wonder this trap succeeded and his manuscripts failed no great literary fire of purpose could be in the mind of a man who spent thought and time on such a plot to trick an editor and because there was no great flame the inanimate manuscripts were returned unread for even a package of paper sends out its own aura and invites or repels attention if you are discouraged by the people who tell you that everything has been written and that you can only be a faint echo of greater souls then you do not deserve success i have no doubt that the croakers of that day told shakespeare the same it seems that shakespeare did take many old themes and other people's plots and ideas to recreate in his own way and what a way surely he who best uses an idea is most entitled to the credit there is nothing new under the sun but there is always the new audience for the majestic old poem of spring bound over in new covers of green god creates fresh eager young eyes and hearts each year and not yet has he said to the year do not attempt another spring there have been so many before you can but repeat their beauties then why should any mortal say to the poet or the author do not try to write it has all been said before proceed my young friend and write what is in your heart nothing quite the same was ever in any heart before but yet the greater part of it has been in all hearts and will be in all hearts so long as the world lasts remember that when you write from the heart it will go to the hearts of your readers and when you write from your head it will go no lower than the head and if the critics score or ridicule you consider yourself on the path to success if you have a message for the world nothing and nobody can prevent you from delivering it he only fails who has nothing to say end of chapter twenty seven